Welcome to Unbroken Jars. I'm Doug. And I'm Randy. And this is a podcast where we explore individuals' real-life stories and real faith. You're listening to Unbroken Jars, episode 33. God is always on time. The light of Jesus shines through the darkness, and we carry this light in unbroken jars of clay. We have a life and a story about our faith journey, but we're not struck down or destroyed. Our stories shine the light on Jesus and his power. Our faith walk has forever been shaped by the life of one man, that's Jesus. Jesus continues to use these real life stories of those around us to mold us. We dive into this world by investigating, interviewing, and walking alongside real people who share their stories, their faith stories of struggle, sin, joy, and victory, and how God is leading them will help shape your faith journey in unbroken jars of clay. listening uh you, you've heard us mention before uh, a, a special ministry that's close to both randy and i and that's 2820 and we have a uh, a special friend that we've uh we're blessed to have here today uh, and over the over our time we've had different people in this is uh, uh, gary was just mentioning this right before we started how uh i know i was on him i, I don't know i guess it's been a couple of years ago to kind of give his story but uh, over time, he said, you know, I'll, I'll know when it's the right time, mm-hmm. and uh, now's the right time, and, and and we're glad to have a good friend here today. Yeah, Gary uh, Gary Jasper uh, came to us early on as, as a group of us began to meet at 2020 for Sunday worship. I can't remember how long ago that was, Gary, at least uh, 2020, 2020 or something like that. Like it that. was when the, when, the, when the pandemic hit. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was um, thinking. Yeah, I didn't have no church to go to, and um, I got myself into some stuff when they gave out that money. Yeah, well, let's, before you dive into that, mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure I want to say something to the folks listening. If you never, when you meet Gary, you'll never forget him <laughs> uh, because he's, he has a really. Uh, just a great outgoing personality. Although personality, although he's told me he, he kind of needs to get to know you before he'll show that to you. But uh, Gary, we want to welcome. Thank you so much for being here today and 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 being willing to share your Glad story, to story to us. So um, so for those of us who maybe, well, for most of us listening <laughs> that don't know you, uh, I thought it might be good to start off just to introduce yourself to folks listening. Uh, tell a little bit about where you're from, where you grew up, your family. Um, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, my name is Gary Jasper. I was born in Knoxville, Tennessee. I moved to Huntsville. Well, I've been in Huntsville about thirty years now, I guess, somewhere in that, somewhere in there. And this was my mother's home. And uh, that's another story. <laughs> it's always been home for me because as a kid coming up, every summer, Christmas, Thanksgiving, we, we could leave Knoxville and come to Huntsville. Right. And uh, that's just the way it was. Yeah. And uh, 
My mom got sick, and that's another that's another one too. But I got, boy, I got some stories to make your head stand up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she asked my aunt to. Back then, we was having some issues. She was sick with leukemia. And back in them days, they didn't have nothing to, to, to help you do nothing with back then. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't have no cancer centers and stuff like that. People, that, you know, could do yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, she said, babe, I want you to go to Alabama for a little while, and I'm going to come and get you when I feel better. Well, people tell you these things because they love you and they they know they're dying. Mm-hmm. And they don't want it to be hard on you. Especially a kid, you know, you it's kind of hard to adjust. Mm-hmm. And kids, we don't know. Back then, the kid, you, you didn't know. You didn't know. Right. And uh, I've been in Huntsville. It's just it's my home. I... Um, Know quite a few people here. Worked here. Went to school here. And well, I got a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and you live with your my aunt, my mother's tell us how baby old, sister. Tell us how old that, that baby sister is now, though. My aunt's baby sister is eighty-five years old. <laughs> Hold on. Go to work every day. Really? Where does she work? Day. She work at the. Uh, Nim's funeral home. Yeah. Every day. Um, she retired from the housing authority. She used to work at the housing authority. Right. And uh, she said, uh, she liked working because keep her busy, keep her mind occupied. And yeah. On top of that, you know, it's be sitting at home. Yeah. But uh, she... Uh, She's been there for me. So she's been like a mother to you, really, in all um, these years. I'm grateful to have her because she she make me uh, inspires me with my little sickness thing going on. I can look over at her sometime, and I I ain't sick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she 85, and, and, and you know, get around, drive, do everything what you need to do. Yeah, and uh. Some of these days I get in my feelings, you know, feeling sorry for myself and everything. I look over to her. I say, Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to put y'all on something about my addiction. And this is what I call it. When I talk when I, myself, you know, you go, give, uh, go to meetings and stuff, and the first thing they person I say, well, my name is so-and-so, I'm an addict. Mm-hmm. My name is Gary Jackson, and I'm a recovering addict. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took me a while to catch on to that. It took me a while to get used to used to that, but I'm not an addict. All right. I used those are things that I used to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm one step away from falling back anytime. All right. So I don't I don't get it, you know, I don't get it twisted. And I understand that it's a sickness. But uh I got a lot of sickness to go with that. Oh sure. <laughs> sure. But at the end of the day, 
you know, it's, it's help out here. You just got to go, go to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just ain't going to fall in your hand. And then sometimes God just, I have somebody sitting right there waiting on you. This lady named Carla from Ross was waiting on me. She used to see me around a lot. And she said, uh, you ready? I mean, just like that. Uh-huh. And uh, I was really ready. Because, you know, you get to the point where you don't care nothing about yourself. Nobody just... You're just existing. You're not living. You're just existing. Right. Kind of get lost. In yeah. It. And you can ask for help, but you, you really a lot of times just be testing yourself. Right. But uh, when you get that last, feel like you got no more hope left, and don't nobody want to be bothered with you. See, people are funny. They'll go along, go along, go along, just be nice to you and stuff, you know. But they really want to see what type of person you are and what you're going to do about your situation. Because mm -hmm. they already know your situation before you even open your mouth. All right. But see, that's where I got a difference in me than other people. When I went to 2020, nobody knew nothing about me. When I finally decided I was going to tell somebody, I, I was on my way to treatment. Yeah. Because I had my mind made up that I got to do this. Yeah. You know. And uh, it's been a long road. It was a long, it was hard just getting started. But I went to this place in Gunnersville. And uh, I'm going to give me a, a hassle about some aspirin that I, I got from the VA. Mm-hmm. Well, do you need these are doctors? I said, honey, these are aspirin <laughs> for your heart, you know. Yeah. And uh getting me a hard time. Okay. So the lady that was with me was helping me get through this. She said, uh, get on we ought to do this or not. We might ought to go somewhere else where I had assessment for Quite a few people, mm -hmm. places to go. But I just had to be state funded. Okay. So I left. I was going to get high. I was depressed. Really just an excuse to do it. I wasn't nothing wrong with me. I was just mad because it didn't work out for me like I wanted to, right? At, at Gunnersville, it didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. And, uh, I was getting a little depressed because I did something I shouldn't have done. I shouldn't have told nobody nothing until I got ready to go. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you, you want some good news you want to share. And I wanted to tell people because I was, I was ready. Yeah. And um, when he told me what you told me that, it just took all the wind out of my sails. But um, then when I found out that it's a God, I really believe it's God. Yeah. Because when I got to my cousin, I was going to get some money and do something. I didn't have no business. I got a phone call. Same day. Mm -hmm. 
Wasn't even mad a couple hours ago. And this was a call from Andalusia, Alabama. <laughs> I'll never forget the long day I lived. The lady told me who she was. I forgot her name. I, I got it, wrote down somewhere some papers and stuff. She said, are you Gary Jasper? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, well, um, I'm from Andalusia, Alabama, the recovery center, and we would love to have you huh. come down here and get, you, get, you, get your life started, get your life back together. This woman don't know me, don't know nothing about me. How'd she get your name? <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't believe in God, right. you better believe it. See, when we, uh, when you go to do treatment, you go get an assessment. Yeah. So there's, let's say, three or, other, three or four other places to go and stuff. It's not just one place. You got to get at least three. Right. And uh, I forgot that I already, that I had the people down there. Because a lot of times you just write, write it down just to yeah. say you got them. Uh-huh. But these people, they took me. Ross took me down there. And uh, when I got there, I felt, you can, you know how you, you feel, you can feel when you love. And you feel like when people don't want to be around you and when they're acting funny and stuff. But see, everybody down there addicts. Yeah. We all going to treatment for 30 days. Okay. And um, when that lady told me she had never seen me, when she told me that, it just, I didn't want to get high. Yeah. I was on my way to do something. I didn't have no business. I knew I would because it was an excuse. Right. And uh, It was your medication. You were medicating today. That pain. Yeah. Today I, did, today, I don't need it. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And when and when that lady told me that, it took a lot of weight off my shoulders. It put me back in touch with people. Because mm -hmm. um, I don't fool with a lot of people. It takes me a while to get used to just being around folks. <laughs> I had I have to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if I like you, I like you. If I don't, you'll know it just like that. Yeah. I won't have nothing to say to you. I just I won't be rude or nothing to you. I just don't it's something about you that's not right. Right. Yeah. And uh I was grateful that at, 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 this, at this church to have some guys that, that just I blew them away when I told them what I was gonna do. Mm-hmm. And uh who who were who were those guys or something? The big three. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them who the big the big three uh, Luke. <laughs> ben and John. Yeah. Every Sunday they they uh that I was going uh going to Bible study or something. You using that too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They always had something to say to me, positive and but they didn't know. Mm. And when I spilled the beans, it's like, mm. well, a lot of people don't hold stuff in so long that it hurt them. I was hurting. Yeah. I was hurting bad. 
because I knew this is not me. Yeah. And um, we all got excuses for why we, some of the things we do. Sure. But we don't want to accept the real truth. And uh, I, uh, when they had an illusion, did evaluation, and I'm not one of the oldest people down there. <laughs> and then recovery, I said, well, old folks, I don't wonder what they're going to do. They're not going to do nothing. They're going to help you like you do everybody else. Treated me good, and uh, one of the instructors, we had a we had a little falling out, but we got over it, you know. Yeah. Egos. And... Uh, I get things like I made me feel like I was taking his life from him, you know. Yeah. And I was just, when people ask me to share some of the experiences and things about life that I've been through, I sometimes I just get overjoyed and can't can't stop. And then sometimes I won't say a word. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sticking with the don't say a word spot because you offend people. And you intimidate them when you, when you, when you, when you knowledge is power. Yeah. As long as you ain't got no, no, you don't say nothing. You don't give people room enough to think about nothing. But as soon as you open your mouth, <laughs> it's coming out. Well, yeah. He's this and he's that, you know, and I don't want to be like that. I just want to be a common person to try to help somebody. So you, somebody help me. So you went, so. You you had these. Uh, I'm gonna try to pull mm-hmm. this into some framework here, okay. if I can. Uh, so you, when you had already made a decision on your own to, yeah, I was gone to 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 get sober. Yeah, and in the middle of that, God kind of revealed Himself to you. If you <laughs> I love, I love how you said, "Did you hear me?" <laughs> uh, just a minute ago, like God was there because he, he was there. Yeah, because because you didn't have any plans to go into Andalusia or nothing. I had plans on going to the other side of the fence. Once that I, the people in Gunnersville turned me down, want me to go mm-hmm. and do this and do that and come back. I might have a bid. See, when she said I might have a bid for you. Uh, in a couple of days, something like that. See, that broke my spirit. Yeah. Re- that being, we not said that because I was looking forward to g- getting on the road to recovery. All right. Get my life together. And uh, it's another thing. When you're doing this stuff, especially in recovery, you're not doing it for these people out here. See, people get the wrong understanding that they're doing it to do the, the, with my daddy and, you know, things I'm, for my family and stuff like that. That's not why you're doing it. Yeah. It shouldn't be. You're doing it to help yourself to get your mind together where you can make better decisions and be a better person in society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The reason I was doing it, I'm tired. Tired of dealing with it. Tired of dealing with it, that I didn't have to deal with it. Right. You wasn't born with it, so you don't need it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You don't so, think about those type things. We don't, but see, when through your addiction, you ain't thinking like that. No. You're not thinking like that. Mm-hmm. And um So you had made yeah. that decision. Yeah. 
My mind was made up. And 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 the door to Andalusia can't open. Then you, when you when you talked about the big three as you call them, I heard you call them that yeah. before, by the way. But um, so when you told them, were they part of your support group? When Every you, week, one of them called me. Oh, uh, really? And 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 you know. The good part about that, when you know real, real people, mm-hmm. first thing, how you doing? You need anything? <laughs> you okay? That's the first thing they say when they call me. Now, they don't, I, we ain't grown up together. We don't know each other. We all from different phases, all from different, you know. All right, just the crossover at 2820. Just 2820. Yeah. Okay. Now, I've been treated good since I've been there. I um, I learned quite a bit about myself. I um, I learned a little bit about the folks in Dothan. <laughs> I um, so how'd you get to Dothan from Andalusia? That's that's the piece I want to. That, that's what you want to. Yeah, I mean I'm a Dothan boy, and okay. we got some Dothan connections All there right. too. When there's, I when when I there's a drawing piece there. Andalusia is just like a. It's a spot where they send you out mm-hmm. in the state or wherever you need to go to start your, your journey. Mm-hmm. Okay, he said, Gary, you want to go to Montgomery? I said, no. <laughs> we got something for you, Pathfinder. I don't need nothing. I didn't need nothing close right in the backyard right then. Mm-hmm. And... uh you want to go to Tuscaloosa? See, most of these places where they was talking about were people down here, were down there from these places. Uh-huh. They was running from it. Because uh-huh. it was, you know, the drugs, ain't, it was bad down there. It's bad down there. Yeah. And uh, we think it's bad here. It's real bad. Yeah. Montgomery, Tuscaloosa, uh-huh. uh, Mobile. Mm-hmm. Down the further south, the, the harder it is. All right. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to go. So one of the guys, he was um, from Montgomery. He said, man, I'm going to Dothan. And he had his bunk right, right, room right across from that. And he said, why don't you come on to Dothan, man? Because you decided where you're going to go. So I said, I'm going to go to Dothan, too. I said, I might as well everybody else going. <laughs> This is a good kind of everybody yeah, else is yeah. going, not yeah. the bad mm-hmm. kind. Yeah. So I made a call down there and they called me back. And uh said we we uh we got a bed for you, come on. Mm-hmm. So when I get down there, it's that was it would look confining. But I, you know, I figured out that you won't be like that, and uh, I didn't have nothing to do. So you get bored, and I was getting tired of meetings, mm-hmm. and uh, I need to find me something to do. I need a job. I need to do something. Volunteer. So I need to do something. So I went to this thrift store. 
and I got to the store. And I, about a couple of weeks, I go every day, and soon I step in the door again, hand me a little feather brush. I go, well, I just go to Dustin a little bit. And the, and the manager, that lady said, uh, Gary, do you want a job? I said, uh-uh, <laughs> I don't know how long I'm going to be here. She said, we're going to get you a job anyway. <laughs> he said, uh, you know what you're doing. I don't know who you're trying to fool. I said, I'm not trying to fool nobody. She said, well, I'm going to put you in the shoe department. So my job was to clean up shoes and sell them. Uh-huh. I love that job. At the thrift store. Yeah. I mean, I really loved it. What is it about you? What is it about it you like? I was in a place I didn't know nobody. Right. And the people treat you, people, folks you don't know, treat you better than you've been around the people you've been around all your life. Yeah. And I I was I was fortunate to be around some people, older ladies, back in the back. That's you know, sort the stuff and yeah. do everything. And uh they talk. You know, people talk to you. They didn't talk at me. They talked to me. Mm-hmm. They didn't know nothing about my situation. They didn't know nothing about me. And treated me just like I'd been there all the time. And it, it, it kind of grew on me a little bit. Yeah. And I started going out, picking up furniture and stuff, doing stuff with them, you know, in the truck and stuff. And I, I you know, I, I, I felt like I, I had a purpose. Yeah. But time was too short. I, I, I waited too late, to tell you the truth. Because I think if, if I would have been, um, made my move a little bit earlier, I probably would have still been down there. Yeah. But seeing this about Dalton, Alabama, and the place I was at, folk real nice. Real nice to you. Hmm. The guy that um, was over the heron, because uh, the heron house, but I was over off Main Street. And halfway houses over there. And uh, they just really just give you enough time to get yourself together and move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I got in, in the mindset that I got all I needed and it was time for me to go. But I left something. I left some good people down there. Yeah. And... Uh, the lady that was over the, the uh, thrift store worked for the Humane Society. Good people. She uh, didn't have no kids. So often, married to a doctor. They had about a 20 or 30 cats. <laughs> but she was real nice to me. And she come up to me one day and asked me, she said, uh, I don't mean to be no your number of uh, What's going on with you, Gary? I said, well, honey, I'm on a little journey right now. And uh, I'll talk to you about this evening. We go to lunch, and we went to lunch. And I, I let it go. That's the best I've felt in a long time. You mm-hmm. know when you holding stuff and you just, you just want to let it go? Yeah. I let it go. Yeah. And uh, she said, well, why are you leaving? Because in two more days, I was leaving. Yeah. It was time for me to go. And um, the people told them, I'm going to tell you what the, the people at the store 
They said, we're just getting used to you, and now you're finna go. <laughs> you know, I, it, it kind of it bothered me a little bit because I ain't had that kind of love in a long time. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't nothing. But it, you, you can tell real. Yeah. Real recognized real. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I felt, I felt been I felt in a long time. And these total strangers. I wouldn't, I didn't build my know them people in the man in the moon, but they made me feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you get up in the morning, you'd be glad to hurry up and get to work and stuff like that. That's the way I was feeling down there. I'd be glad to hurry up and get my get get my ride and go to the go to the thrift store. I, I you know, it made me feel good. And um, I go on Saturdays and. Help them with the little deliveries and stuff. They were right down my alley. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the guys told me, he said, look, man, you ain't got to go nowhere. I got a three-bedroom house. And you can stay here till you get yourself situated, decide what you want to do. I know I got to go home. I said, I got some folks in Humphrey I need to touch base with, but I'm going to come back. Eventually, I'm going to go back. Yeah. I don't know when. Yeah. But one of the days, I'm going back down there. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, I got some unfinished business down there. Yeah. Them people really helped me mm-hmm. more than I'll ever know. I didn't realize until I got back here that uh, the way you carry yourself, the way you treat people, so, you know, Quite a bit that go on up here at 2820. The way you treat people, don't never kick nobody when they're down because you don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know, when somebody down, if you can't help them, leave them alone. Get out the way and let somebody, you know, know what they're doing. But if, if, you're, not, if you're not with it, don't play with it. Yeah. The same with your recovery. Right. If you if you just doing it, so folks stop fussing at you, or you stop feeling sorry for yourself, you wasting your time. Cause uh, I've been doing mess so long that my body is just totally messed up. Yeah. Well, did nobody know? You didn't know that until I said something about it. Didn't nobody know nothing about that. But I don't worry about it no more. I used to it used to bother me. But I go try to get help. I go to the doctor when mm-hmm. I'm supposed to. <laughs> I don't walk out of the hospital no more. <laughs> I take my medicine. I pray. And I don't pray for me. I pray for somebody that, that need help and ain't got the nerve to go get it or scared to go get it or, you know. Mm. People that they can't afford the medicine and stuff. You go, oh, take good care of me with my, my, my medicine and yeah. everything. Yeah. VA, and I live to be the magic age where I can get my draw my little change and stuff, you know. Um, I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you don't close mouth, don't get fed. No. If you don't say nothing, don't nobody know your situation unless you tell them. Yeah. And we as a people, we are too proud. Yeah. We don't I, want anybody to know. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why we do this podcast, Gary. Yeah. I mean, really. 
Well, I'm glad to be a part of it today. Well, Gary, I, maybe going back just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So how were you and your mom? Well, your dad passed away or your dad left? or Just a real quick thing. My on dad. That. No, it wasn't nothing to me. Okay. It's just like I never had one. A donor. Okay. But um and then you saw your mom did most of the My mother was a heck of a woman. My mama was a real woman. Yeah. And uh So about how old when she got sick with leukemia and you moved to Alabama, about how old were you then? I was thirteen. I can tell you how I was exactly I was thirteen years old. And you came to live with your aunt yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this only in the car the other day. I think maybe so. We're going back, still going back a little mm. bit, but you know, talk about growing up. You know, um, and maybe were there times that you dealt with discrimination because of your skin color? And 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 as a kid, how did that how did that resonate, or how do you? Well, I went through the change. You know. I remember just like it was yesterday. One year I was going to all-black school. Next year I'm going to Crosstown to white folks' school. Okay. I'm going to get over there. I didn't notice much difference but riding the bus. You know, we had issues. People had issues about riding the bus. Some of my best days was on the back of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's 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 funny that that people take things and 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 make some you know make something out of it. That some of, some people did go through some stuff. Yeah. 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 But when I was on the bus, didn't nobody tell me to get get on the back of the bus. I just go to the back of the bus because. That's why all the people was at party and having a good time. <laughs> you know, that's when we ride the bus, we laughing and talking and, you know, and yeah. being kids. All right. Yeah. We, we, I wasn't thinking about nothing else. Okay. As I got older, I started seeing things. Yeah. And um, me and my mother was uptown. I'll never forget this. I wanted to get some hamburgers. And the guy said, uh, Y'all know y'all ain't supposed to be up here. Y'all get to the back. Now, this being said, this a kid you talking, you telling this to. He don't, I don't know no better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked over at my mom. My mom was living out. Mom, I said, how come we got to go to the back? She looked at me with tears in her eyes. She said, baby, one day you'll understand. You know, what is that to the, Look up and just see your mom in tears, asking her something like that. Not knowing. Okay. I got through that. Um, I've been through a few scrapes in life. I um, I learned one thing about me. I ain't got no race problem. I'm part of the human race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm trying to survive and live. If you let me, that's all I'm trying to do. I don't mean no wrong to nobody. If I can't help you, I ain't going to hurt you. All right. And 
it's, it's, it's got so bad that it's not race, it's not race no more. It's young and old. People don't respect old people now. Yeah. You know, when you want to know something about Huntsville, and you can go by South Parkway, people are always killing their, killing their uh, dads and, and brothers and sisters and things on the South End. That's all you hear about down here. Up here, in, up here in North, they doing everything, doing the dope and doing everything. But it's the world getting out of control. Mm-hmm. Won't nobody step up. Well, let somebody else do it. Somebody got to do it. And we we all don't want to be wrong because it's, it's a got to be through things delicate. It ain't like we's coming up. You, when you did stuff you didn't have no business doing, you know what, what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't any question, was it? Yeah, no, wasn't no going that. That's it. You know what's going on. And you didn't talk to grown people like you do now. I never seen such in my life. I never. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't dare raise my voice or say something, you know, Bad to an older person. I, I couldn't do that. Right. And uh, I don't care who she was, what color she was, whatever. Because uh, man used to clean folks' houses. And uh, I done cut yards. I done done everything. I had to do what I had to do. But it didn't make me no slave or no nothing like that. I was a man working, trying to make a living. Yeah. And... Uh, People respect you better when you act better. Yeah. And you got a chip on your shoulder. And you feel like you got to prove yourself. I'm 67 years old. Only thing I got to prove is I can get on this walk and walk a little bit. Mm. And I got people, I got people, enough people in my group. If I feel like I, I can't make it, they'll help me. That's right. So... That all the other missed me with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the little time I got left, um, Lord putting things back in place for me. My son is out of prison. I got a chance to see my grandchildren. He was locked up. I couldn't see my, my grandkids, okay? Issues with it, you know, with with the with the baby's mamas, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, it's not like that now. Mm. I'm grateful for these things. Amen. You know. Yeah. And uh, I'm getting a little emotional. That's okay. But I um, I never thought that some of the things happened to me happened, but it happened for a reason. And uh, some of it I understand, some of it I don't. That I understand, I'm grateful for that. Mm. And I'm glad I got to learning where I can know a little bit about a few other things I can I can straighten them out. Yeah. But I can't I can't straighten nobody else out until I get me right. And uh I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know, you've kinda answered this question in a way and but but I'd I'd love to know how you've seen God and 
God, God work in your life. And you mentioned some of this with your son coming out, some of that relationship there, and even getting into the the being getting a call from Andalusia. We talked about some of that, but how have you seen God work in your life, and how has that impacted your faith and how the the way you think about things? Okay. When I go to Birmingham, I can't stand it. <laughs> it's, Medical, you know, medical mm. issue. I'm not yeah. going down there. But I go. And um, it gets better. But when I'm here, I'm kind of, I'm one of these people that's very impatient <coughs> with this sickness stuff. I ain't never been sick. All right. And I don't quite know how to deal with it. And, uh, I get frustrated sometimes. Mm-hmm. Then um, it got where every time I go, you want to give me a bunch of pills and stuff. I don't need all these pills. <laughs> I don't think I do. But they get back doctors and patients. He's the doctor. I'm the patient. All right. I won't do what he say do. All right. <laughs> but um, as far as my son, he ain't a bad kid. Just a few bad things. He ain't bad. You know, he's trying to get his life together. I'm gonna help him. You know, he don't. He's a good kid. He don't talk to nobody. You know, no disrespect or none of that. You know, I'm proud of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that being said, I ain't never been through penitentiary and none of that kind of stuff. But um, I'm not better than you. All right. You made a mistake. Let that be it. You made a mistake. Don't keep on making the same mistakes. And folks ain't got it. You know how much it costs to take care of somebody in penitentiary? I don't have a clue. It costs a lot of money. Yeah. Because mm. you got to, if they don't eat that food, what they got down there, you got to send money down there. And there ain't never enough money, you know, out here on the street, living <laughs> your life, it ain't never enough money. Yeah. But um, there's a lot to go through and things you do, you, you, you have to do to survive. But uh, he didn't have to go through none of that, thank God. But he had, he, had his, he had a mother and a father. His mother passed, and we talked now about, about I said, uh, you know we all we got, which that's a lie. He got family, my family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want you to be here to see your children grow up. You know what I mean? I want I want you to be free. I want you to be, go be able to go somewhere and don't have to turn around and look. You can just do what you want to do. You know, mm-hmm. feel like you're somebody. That's what I. That's all I want. Call you somebody. But um, learn how to treat yourself good. Yeah. You deserve it. God said we deserved it, didn't he? Mm, I mean, yeah. God don't lie. 
Gary, as, you, as, you, as you're facing these, you know, health issues, how's your faith? How's, how's My your faith, faith is way stronger than it used to be. Why do you think that is? Because uh, I was down at Huntsville Hospital in, the, in that basement I called a dungeon. <laughs> My cousin, true story. My cousin, they they was going on a um, a little cruise or something, and uh, she called me. She said, "I need to see you." I said, "Okay." I said, "What is it?" She said, "I need to see you." So I I went to see her. She said, "Now I'm not going anywhere unless you're in the hospital." I'm like. What are you talking about? She said, I, I couldn't go nowhere and do this and do that. She didn't want to take me to all my doctor appointments and everything. I ain't going nowhere unless I know you're okay. I was sick. I mean, really sick. And um, I said, what you want me to do? I went to the hospital. They took me downstairs at Huntsville Hospital on the bottom floor. Put me in a room down there. I thought I was in the crazy. Well, what's the name or something? <laughs> and and uh, they stuck some IVs and stuff in me and stuff, you know. Took my clothes. She took them and washed them. Now I'm knowing somebody's going to bring my clothes back. I'm on my way to Birmingham that morning. I get to Birmingham, I ain't got no shoes, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> I'm in a van with nothing. <clears throat> okay. I get to the VA down there. Nurse is talking to me, and I ain't had nothing to eat. This is about 2 o'clock. He said, well, honey, we're going to feed you in a minute. Just, let's just get you checked in and everything and stuff and, and give you a bath. I don't need no bath. I just took a bath for you. Well, come down. I, I'm getting upset now, cause I don't. I done did what you asked me to do. I ain't got no clothes. I call. Ain't nobody answer. So that let me know they're gone. That evening, her son came by, made me feel so good. And he told me he said they went on the trip, but. Yeah, so I told him I was going to come down here and see if you need anything. I said, yeah, I need my clothes. <laughs> I said, and, and I'm needlessly get ready to go because I'm leaving here Monday. And uh, that Saturday took some fluid from me. Man, you, these are students. These not no doctors and things down there. So I'm like, do y'all know what y'all doing? Because <laughs> they couldn't get the the, uh, the, the fluid running out the uh -huh. the fluid come out here. Yeah, and it it, it, it draw it out in the little holes. And, yeah, and a little too. About. Yeah, they like they don't know what they're doing. So is what attitude come in in? I asked the nurse. Uh, do you do, do they know what they doing? 
And she said, just take it easy, Mr. Jasper. I know you're a little upset. You had a hard day, and I'm so sorry. Broke me all the way down. And, uh, I didn't say nothing else to him. Got ready to go ask him for a Reese's peanut butter cup. So he can't get you anything. He can give me a Reese's peanut butter cup. That's all I want. I want to go home. But uh, when you sick and you feel like you can't do nothing for yourself, just jump up and go to the bathroom. Just keep going to the bathroom. It 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 gets you get to you because. We as men, we we not used to nobody taking care of us. Right. You know, we jump up, we take care of the family. We 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 we, we can't handle it too good. And I, I made a promise that uh, if I get through this little gap right here, <laughs> you ain't got to worry about me. Mm-hmm. What I supposed to do, I'm gonna do it for us food and stuff like that. But um. I, I hate for anybody to be sick like this. And then they spring it all on you at one time. Then it's always something new. But I'm I'm here another day. Yeah. I'm here a little bit longer. So it might be you, stretching my time a little bit more. Yeah, what do you feel like God's teaching you in all that? Um patience. Mm. We are not on your time. Yeah. You're on his time. See, it might not be when you want it, but it's always right on time. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Yeah. See, things might not go when you want them to go. But when it happens, it's still on time. Mm-hmm. You know, we as a people are right now people. Whatever we want, we want it right now. We ain't going to want to wait. Oh, we're scared we're going to miss something else. We don't see the big picture. I, I didn't see the big picture. Yeah. I'm going to be arguing with these doctors and things and being mad with them. Them folks going home every evening. <laughs> I'm the one just up <clears throat> in the hospital. So you know what I do? Keep my mouth shut. I don't get mad with them no more because I got mad at them one time walked out of the hospital. I went to the dead. I said, take this off of me. Because y'all told me the doctor was coming at such and such a time. He ain't been here yet. That wasn't them people's fault. That's not thinking. That's that's being, you know, stupid. Yeah. And uh, walked, called my pastor, walked out to the hospital, told him to meet me in, in the front. She said, Gary, they done released you. I said, yeah. And she just shook her head. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't been more released me than the man who I released myself. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I went back, a couple of days I went back and had a long talk with the doctor. And, uh, me and him come to an understanding. I said, uh, only thing, the best thing we have to do with each other is tell me the truth. Yeah. I don't care what it is, just tell me the truth. I said, you tell me you going to do something or you coming or whatever it is, I'm looking for you because that's what you said. And he, we talked about it. I mean, it didn't happen no more. I ain't left no more. Mm-hmm. 
She feel like through all that, all this, all these health issues. People brought me through all this, man. That God is continuing to teach you patience. Yeah. And, you know, hearing you talk about some of this, Gary, is um, you know, there's a lot of people that face a lot of things in life. And it's hard to to realize that really God's still in control even in the middle of that. Even through the storm. Yeah. You know, be found out. They say, uh, it's always quiet before the storm. Yeah. Well, it's been thunder and lightning on me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it's going to never get quiet. Yeah. Till I had to get quiet. Right. I, let me get quiet and get real still. And let God do his work. I, I can't do God's work. Let him do his work. Yeah. And we, I'll be fine. But I don't, I don't, I'm not going to uh, waste his time and my time worrying about nothing I can't do nothing about. Right. Mm. And we spend a lot of time doing that. That's what we do. We do. Yeah. I, I, you yeah. know, that's, I just did my testimony kind of last, last podcast. And that's really mm-hmm. what I talked about is yeah. I spent way more time than I needed to worrying about certain things that I had no control over that we get lost in. Yeah, you get caught up in it. Yeah. I guess, you know, as we kind of close here, Gary, if somebody's listening, you know, they're struggling with, could be struggling with health problems, they could be struggling with addiction. Uh, what would you want them to, what would you say to them to maybe encourage them in some way to do something? Okay. In the uh, recovery department, Take your recovery very seriously. I mean, and if you're going to do this, do it for you. Don't do it for your girlfriend. Don't do it for your wife and kids because, you know, I've been a bad, bad guy, and and, and when I get clean, I ain't going to do this no more. You don't know. Yeah. Something could trigger you, and you hit a trigger, and that's it. Mm. You know, you ain't, you ain't never home free. You just running it, running the base. Take your time. When the man gives the give sign to go, go. <laughs> Don't try to go on your own. God got you. Yeah. He lead me. I know he lead me because I got enough sense to lead myself. All right. And uh, I tell anybody, closed mouth don't get fed. If you don't tell them about your situation, Sit back and hold it. Yeah. It's going to eat you up. Hmm. Don't be scared to talk. Don't be scared to ask questions. And um, there's plenty of help facilities around this town. If you want some help, you can get some help. Right. But you got to be aggressive. Sitting back and just waiting on to call somebody and they're going to come right to you. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm a witness. They're not gonna come to you, right? You know when 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 things get tough, better hit them knees. Cause he hear you. Mm-hmm. He gonna tell you I hear you. Mm-hmm. Just sit, down, sit down over there. Mm-hmm. Your time coming. <laughs> That's all. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm a witness. I know what he is. I know what he what he did for me. 
Yeah. I had some dog days, man. Some dog days. Yeah. I was over at the church, and uh, I go to church. But uh, that, that thing it hit, I couldn't go. When I left, I went to recover. I found me a church. It sounded like uh, at the uh, Lavish Apollo or something. <laughs> <laughs> right this, this, listen, this is over here in in uh, Dalton. This is in Dalton. Oh, uh, yeah. It used to be uh, a <laughs> Live at Apollo. It used to be J.C. Penney Mall. Uh-huh, yeah. Listen, man. It sounds like I'm telling you the truth. It was so it, it was so crowded, big like he's in a concert. Uh huh. And the people come in. It lasts about an hour and fifteen minutes. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never seen no preacher do that preach that fast, or do what they do that fast, and 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 people gone. But when they come in there and and crank that music up, man, you talking about lifting. That used to lift my spirit. Yeah. It lifted me up one, one more. I couldn't, hurry, I couldn't get to church fast enough. Jonathan had called me, and he said to pray, uh, send a prayer to the church. And I said, okay, I'm going to pray now because I got to go to church in a few minutes. So the church right down the street yeah. from where I was at. And I know he was looking out for me down there. Because too much stuff was happening to me. Too yeah. much good stuff was happening. I ain't the God of the woman that you get your taste of this good stuff. <laughs> and he, 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 gave me, I, he gave me so much, I, I just got fooled. Yeah. I got fooled, man. Me and the Holy Spirit, I got, I got fooled. Mm. And it, it, it got where I, I, I was more comfortable with people. I was getting to be myself. I got out of my, my comfort zone. Yeah. And it's easy to do that. These drugs and things and, and, and hate and, 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 and stuff, it ain't no good for you. No. You can't win. And once you get that, you done lost it and you get it back, you don't want to lose it no more. I don't want to lose it no more. Yeah. I, Gary, I, I appreciate all that you have to say, man. It's uh. It's encouraging to hear how God works, uh, especially and in times when you're not even expecting him to. Okay. You know, you even telling I'm us telling that. Telling you, man, is how God works. And I think there's a lot of people listening to this that could identify with that at times, and other times they are in that dark spot. They're yeah. chasing their own desires. Yeah, we, we all do. We all do. Right? We all chase. We don't, we don't know what to do. No. You know, you feel like you done, you done done everything. You done. You're ashamed what it is. Yeah, yeah, we're ashamed. You done, done so many people so bad. You done done so much that you feel that. Now, I know he ain't going to forgive me for this. Yeah. He'll forgive God. Yeah. Yes, he will. Yeah. Well, Mr. Gary, you, you're a blessing. I, I'll tell yeah. you from my perspective, you're a blessing to me and an encouragement to me. And I, I you know, as, as we begin to wrap this thing up, um, I appreciate you, one, being willing to come here share your story. Uh -huh. And um, I'm going to ask anybody listening to this to be praying for Mr. Gary as he goes through his continued health issues. He's going to have some fluid drain here soon again. 
Yes, sir. And try to get back to some sort of normal again. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be back. Yeah, well. To the time to go. Yeah. And then, when, when it's time to go, I've been a good soldier. Yeah, <laughs> you go ahead mm-hmm. on that. I can smile. I can head on out. Yeah, that's right. Just like you headed out when you were called. That's right. That's right. When you they called, called me to come on, yep. we would love to have you. That's why I want him to tell me, come on, I'm ready for you to come on. I like it. I like it. Well, mm-hmm. I want y'all to be praying for Mr. Gary. And I, if you don't mind, I'd like to pray now and just kind of wrap us up. And, okay. um, and uh, I want to say thank you. Let's just pray. God, we are, I'm thankful for this man and the blessing he is and, and how, how he can look back in his own life and see you at work see you moving and breathing and uh, changing his life, even in places where he had no expectations for you to work. Um, uh, I'm thankful for who he is. And Father, right now, I just pray a special blessing of healing over his body. I pray that he goes and he experiences the healing that the doctors have, that you have given them the ability to do that he is able to uh, feel revived some and find some energy and find uh, some ability to breathe better and uh, some freedom from that fluid he's experiencing. But um, I pray that we all have the same attitude that Gary's talking about, mm-hmm. is that when, when you call us, we're going to be ready to go. Amen. Uh, but we're going to live for you in between now and then. I'm thankful for your love, and I again... I just uh, I'm thankful for this man that you've brought into our presence today, and pray for a special blessing over him and his family. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Thank you, Gary. Did you get you welcome. I don't do a lot of yeah. interviews and stuff like that. This is a long time coming because this is about a what almost. Well, I know it's been a year since I've. Left on my little journey and come on back. And I told you one day when I felt it, well, the day I feel it. <laughs> Our stories of brokenness, struggles, failures, and sin help others know that they are not alone. And that while we as a church are imperfect and broken, God has the ability to take our stories and to make them into a story that shines the light back on Jesus. And that's a beautiful thing. It's our hope that the people listening to this will find confidence in knowing that God can and will use your stories if you're willing to share it. We appreciate your comments and feedback on Unbroken Jars podcast. We'd also love to hear from you if you have a faith story you'd love to share. You can reach out to us at unbrokenjars at gmail.com. Please understand that our goal is always to honor God by the experience of real life stories and real faith that you hear on this podcast. May God bless your life as you live out your story of real faith in your own settings.